Great having you here this morning. How many of you here are, are All Black fans? Okay, a lot of All Blacks. Just like if there was, so let me just say, if there's anyone that was sitting next to you here that didn't put their hand up, just kind of go like this and like. Okay. Um, it's a good time. If you're not an All Black fan, it's a good time to jump on the train. Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big All Blacks fan. Um, you know, I love, you know, game day. I love thinking, oh, it's going to be a game tonight. I love, you know, getting ready for it. I love the haka. love watching it, you know. Um, almost feel sad when it's over. I just, you know, just really enjoy it. Um, so, and I love winning, you know. So it's a good weekend this weekend. So, but the downside of being a big fan of any team, hey, Liam, is that they don't, don't, they don't always win. Um, um, but, um, so, and even the All Blacks, sometimes we lose. Sometimes we lose. It's going to be, like, sometimes we lose. And uh, like, as being such a big fan, I've still got memories of the losing to France in, in 1999 in the semifinals of the World Cup and losing to South Africa in 1995 in the final. And um, well done, South Africa. That was, a, that was a tough one. Um, 2003, we lost to Australia in the semi-final of the Rugby World Cup. 2007, we lost to Wayne Barnes in the Rugby World Cup, who was the referee. Um, it's hard to talk about that. The, 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 pain, the pain is real. The pain is real. Um, but, but let me tell you, if, if the... If the most pain I ever felt in life was my favourite team losing a game, life would still be pretty good, eh? You know, when you think about it, you know, big big picture because, you know, there's a the world's a the world's a pretty tough place. It can be a pretty dangerous place. There's there's so much potential just in living life to experience hurt and pain. And uh um, it doesn't take long in life to discover pain. You start learning to walk, you fall over. I've got a um a scar under my chin here, which was learning to walk, <laughs> both cut open and, you know, get it sorted out again. But then you're still learning to walk and you're still falling on that same, same chin. So I've got a nice little scar there. So I um, can remember um, as a, you know, preschooler crashing my bike, feeling pain. I can remember crashing my bike multiple times on purpose into the side of the house and feeling pain because my dad disciplined me for not doing that. Um, I can remember starting school, jungle gym at school. I can remember being on the jungle gym and then waking up in the sick bay with a headache. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, but, uh, so, you know, obviously not something not good. Um, you know, gravity is a big contributor to pain. Um, the number one uh, cause of injury, ACC, people falling off ladders um, by far and away. Um, cars, you know, um, my daughter's in Canada at the moment. She just was um, not a big one, but in a car accident just this, uh, last, this last week, and they're all feeling the bruises, you know, nothing too bad, but just, you know, oh, that's a bit sore from bumping around. Let me tell you about one thing that I saw, true story. Um, I was on a, when we were living in, um, over in England, and we went on one of those little package holidays to, a, to over to Europe, and we were, we were at a, re, a little cafe, and it had this outdoor area um, that was right next to the road. And it had it kind of like this outdoor area, kind of like this. And um, then we saw one guy, 
who had obviously forgotten something from his car, and he thought rather than going back through the cafe and out through the front door to get it, he thought he'd just jump off the side of this and out onto the, which is kind of, wasn't, wasn't a big thing or anything, out onto the footpath and then to get something from his car. But the thing was is that this whole area, to sort of separate it from the road, it had um, these pot plants all around it, and they were cactus, cacti, cactuses, cacti. So, which is still okay. You know, there were gaps between them. There was one that was about this high. He jumps through the gap, clips it with his leg. Ah! And so we're all turning around. What happened? This guy's like, you know, he's got these prickles on the side of his leg. And, uh, and like, that's fine. He clipped this cactus, and it just starts rocking like this, rocks back, and then just starts rocking and falling over. And being a helpful chap, he goes like, oh, no. It catches it. <laughs> Screams again. Ah! Lifts the thing up. Rocks back. Bang! Into his face. True story. True story. True story. And um, he was with three of his friends. Uh, and they are uh, they're very compassionate friends. And they eventually tried to help him out after probably about 25 minutes of just like laughing so hard they could hardly move and um, there is a lot of ways that we can get hurt in the world there really is but but not just physically hurt there's um, you know there's there's a potential for for having our hearts wounded and hurt and and um, you know, those are, those, are, those are tough things. Those are tough things. And I know that for, you know, so many of us have experienced real pain. Just, just things that, that come our way. Um, you know, if there's, if there's anyone in your life that you care about, a husband or a wife or mother or father or your kids or your, you know, your partner, your best friend, it's, you know, it, they will hurt you. It's just... just because people aren't perfect and people don't always get things right and people don't always make good decisions about what they say or how they, how they do things in, the, in their relationship and their friendship with you. And any time that you care deeply about someone, there's the potential for hurt and pain. And um, I mean, one of the biggest ones is when, um, when you care so deeply about someone, um, you know, deep, deep hurt comes when you lose that person. And it can be because they, they pass away. It can be that they that they that they something happens and they you part company. And boy, that's tough. You know, C.S. Lewis wrote a wonderful book. Boy, it's a tough. It's it's hard to read because a book called A Grief Observed. He wrote it on the back of uh, his wife passing away, and it's hard to read because he's just so honest. He's just so honest about his grief, and just it's just so tough. But it's just so helpful when you read it, and you just you just hear someone talk about. Oh, so it's not just me, you know. This really is hard. He said one of the things he said. He says the death of a beloved is an amputation. He also says for for the greater the love, the greater the grief. You know, the, the big question in life is, is around this whole thing is not how we can avoid hurt and pain is is what do we do what do we do when it kicks in you know, what do we do with um, with her jesus 
Jesus, when he talked to people and said, come and follow me, he didn't say, come and follow me, such a good deal, because you'll never, ever get hurt again. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. What he says, you see in John 16, 33, he says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So the issue is not if I get hurt, but, but when I get hurt, and what, what do we do with this? And, and people do all sorts of things. They do all sorts of things. They, some people yell and scream and just let it out. You know, some people break things. And some people kind of have this sort of, they sort of laugh because they don't know what else to do in the midst of, of hurting. And some people do things to, to numb the pain and hurt. You know, they turn to substances or just things like just to avoid engaging in life like tv or you know things like that people can go into denial they can blame people they can retaliate out of hurt but there's one thing that people do and i'd suggest that this is a this is almost one of the worst things that you, you can do but but people do it and that's they choose to isolate themselves they just go that hurt, that hurt, I'm just going to step back here and I'm just going to shut off the, 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 the place where people can connect with my heart, I'm just going to shut that down because that was hard and I don't, I don't like that and I don't want that to ever happen again so they just absolutely sh- step back, shut off and, um, and, and isolate I don't want to risk getting hurt anymore but this, is, but this is such a problem because when you do that, you, you start shriveling up and becoming less of what you're meant to be. And God has provided us a solution for getting through pain. And like this, when we talk about hurt and pain, you know, this, we're, we're in a series at the moment called Doing Life Together. And this is it's kind of the focus of talking about this. Like there is... When it comes to life and, and the challenges of hurt and pain that can come along, there are so many things that wisdom from the Bible, so many things that we could talk about that would be, would be helpful. So please don't hear this morning is going to be like, hey, here it is. This is just a piece, okay? Um, you know, you'll probably go away going like, oh, yeah, but there's that thing he could have talked about which would have been helpful and this thing which would have been helpful. We're just going to talk about a piece, but it's a big piece. And God says, you know, the thing that I would want you to do is to work through this together, is to work through it together. Not step out and back and isolate, but work through it together. Let's, let's pray together before we, before we carry on. Father, I'm so grateful for your presence here this morning. And God, it's, uh, it's always challenging when we talk about something that's helpful, but also something that can remind us of of t- tough seasons, it might be, it might be reminding us that we're in a tough season right now, where there is hurt and there is pain. But God, I pray for your presence here, and and that you would, with your mercy and your compassion and your love, that you would meet people this morning. You are here with us, God. You're a God of love. You're a God of healing. You're a God of compassion. You're a God of mercy. You're a God of love. And we just ask that you would help us all to open our hearts to what you would want to drop in there this morning. 
And I also pray, God, that you you would enable me to, to speak these words that uh, in, in the way that would, uh, would help people to hear what you would have to say to them this morning. Amen. If you, saw, if you read the news sheet this morning, and hopefully you did, um, it's got a little message title in there, in there which is, says what to do with pain. And the very easy to think, okay, the, the way that I'm sure most of you would read that is what to do with my pain. But a big part of this morning is for all of us is what to do with pain when we see pain. When the person sitting next to me or the, the person that is in my life group, when they're experiencing pain. So it's going to be like both, both of those things this morning. Paul the Apostle, who wrote many letters that have become part of our, our scriptures, our, our New Testament, he was writing these to churches. He was a, he was a church planter. He went all through... Uh, Turkey, through, through Europe, planting churches, and he'd write these letters back to these churches to encourage them. So he's like, here's what it looks like to work, out, uh, to work out faith. And one of the things that he talked about so often was around relationships. He had this huge value on relationships, on, like, on like people getting, getting along together. Because he was saying, God has loved us so much. And he has called us to be vessels of that love, to actually have his love flow through us. But he also recognized that they, people just, you can say that, but like, what does that actually look like? And so he, he used a picture that, um, and he used it, he's used it in a couple of his letters to a couple of different churches. He says, here's, here's how I want you guys to think about yourselves. Here's how I want you to think about yourselves. I want you to think about not yourselves, it's not just each of you as individuals, I want you to think about yourself like a body, like you're a body, with each individual being a part of that body. So it might be an ear or an or a elbow or a fingernail or a, a bicep or a, a kidney or, you know, just everyone, everyone's different. There's great diversity. Some of the parts are more easy to understand than others. Some, are, some you get to see more, but every part so important for the body to function well. He said, this is what I want you guys to think about yourself like. That you're, you're connected. You're, there's a reason for each one of you being here. So many differences. And it's interesting, just got the, the Paralympics at the moment, and... The, the, all of these people, they're, they're, they're actually missing most, they're missing something. Like, you know, I was just watching that wonderful young lady who, who won the gold medal for New Zealand in the long jump, and she hasn't got a hand. You know? And they just can't jump as far as full, you know, you know people that don't have that disability. And um, so when something's missing from the body, it's just not quite as good as it, as it could be. Let me read you this from uh, Romans. This is, again, Paul writing to the, to the church in Rome. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment 
in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. It's like, you know, my knee attached, you know, attached to my ear, you know, and, and um, everything's connected. If it is serving, sorry, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And there's other places through the scripture when Paul talks about other types of gifts. So it's not like this is, this is the only way you can be outworking what you do and your gifts. There's lots of things. Like but he's saying we're one body. We're one body, but there's many functions. So you are connected to the person sitting next to you. And you go, well, that's okay. It's my, it's my wife. Or, that's okay. But you're also connected to the person sitting in front of you. It's like, that's not my wife. <laughs> that's, that's a little different, you know. I'm connected to the, that's, I'm not even sure if I know the person sitting in front of me that well. It's like, I'm connected. That's, that's, it's just a little odd, but this is what he's saying. We're connected. We belong to each other. Uh, look, look, I appreciate there are people that are here that would say, well, I'm just here visiting and this isn't my church. It's like, no, that's fair enough. But if this is your church, we're connected. We're all one. We're all part of one body. And there's real benefit in, in being part of a, a, a body. You know, we belong to each other. And some of you might think, like, I'm not sure if, like, how does it work with, at Coast Vineyard, whether you're kind of part of the church or not. And, and uh, you know, Coast Vineyard is, we're just a little over three years old and we're, we're just getting to a place where we think it's going to be really helpful to sort of define that a little bit more. So we're going to look into that next year, just what it looks like and means to be, to be committed. So then you can go like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And you can step into that or you can think like, okay, at least I know I'll think about that and, and move into it. So just so you know. You know, Paul uses that, that same picture of the body, does it in, to the church in Corinth, that, which is in um, southern Greece, which he, he planted as well. He says, you're a body. You're made up of diverse members, but each needs to value each other for the body to be healthy. Let me, let me just say this. The, the church is, is designed by God to be this community of great, great love even in the midst of diversity. You might be looking at the person in front of you going, yeah, but that's kind of not really my kind of person. That's, that's the point. The, in the diversity, it's not that it's easy, but as we become a community of great, great love, that's where we grow. That's where things are meant to be the way God intended them to be. Let me talk to you a little bit about this thing of diversity. So we looked at gifts, you know, what Paul talked about in Romans 12 about the gifts and these different gifts. If you might be someone who prophesies, you might be someone who serves, you might be someone that teaches, or you might be someone that encourages um, or gives. That's which is wonderful. You know, there's there's other ways that we're diverse, isn't there? There's our there's our ethnicity. Now, I just had a, did a quick count yesterday. 
think there's 13 different nationalities that are, um, that are part of Coast Vineyard here. And like, we love that, you know, like more, 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 you know, it's just a wonderful thing. More, you know, more diff- people from different places. Um, it's, um, did you know that uh, in Auckland, only one in three Aucklanders are born in New Zealand? It's a cool city. But, you know, there's something else that is also reflects our diversity is this diversity of our life experiences you know and one of the things that's really cool is when you get a chance to sit down with someone and just hear a little bit about their story and we're you know we live in a pretty fast-paced world and we don't often get the chance to do that but uh, I love hearing people's stories I love hearing they like, so what tell me about high school you know and like people have got like well you know I was kind of good at this but this then this happened and that was hard and um, you know, we've just got this diversity of experiences. And even just in this week, like some of you will have came into church this morning with heavy hearts. You know, the, the week's been hard. The week's been hard. It's, you know, you, there's some tough things happening in relationships or, you know, you may have heard some tough news around health, your health or someone, someone's health that you, you care about. You may have come here this morning with um, you know, financial challenges or work challenges and you, you know, you come with a heavy heart. Some of others of you will have come here this morning and just like, woo! You know, you've just had one of those weeks. It's like, woo! <laughs> you know, it's like you know, might have won the lottery or, you know, I don't know. But just, you know, it may have been you know, you've got the job you've been looking for or you know, you're celebrating something that's happened with your family. It's just, and it's just, we just come. There's just life. That's just life. And we all can remember seasons when we were like, yeah. And we can all remember seasons where, oh, man, boy, this is a tough week. This is a tough week. But we have this, this variety of experiences in life. And this is where we're heading around this whole thing of, of hurt and, and pain, is that as a body that has diversity around this thing of life experiences, we need to love. We need to love. And this includes others that have this, these different experiences. Some people, some people have, either through their own decisions or through things that have, been, that have happened to them, have just had a, a hard, hard, hard life. A hard life. And they may come along and go uh, and, and hear about the love and the forgiveness and the goodness of God. And it's like, where has this been my whole life? And they come and they go, and they, and they find God. But boy, there's still, there's still some tough things that they bring with them from their, from their journey. And love is about, it's not about judgment. It's not about avoidance. It's about engaging. Romans 12, carrying on in Romans 12, verse 10, it says this, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And then it goes on in verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. Mourn with those who mourn. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. You know, there's a guy... Um, guy called Johnny who came into my life uh, a few years back when we were uh, pastoring the Vineyard Church out in West Auckland, which is a few years back now. 
And um, we just got this, got this phone call, and he just said, you know, I, I'm just at that, I just don't know where to turn. In life, my, my life's just in a real tough place, and um, um, I'm wondering if the answer's in God. Would you, you know, could we, could we talk? And I just said, man, I'd love to talk. And he's, he, you know, what, should we get together? Should we get together for coffee? And he said, well, it's hard for me to get out. Um, I'll tell you, you know, but um, could, you, could you come to my place? And, and, uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. And he says, look, I just need to, to, to warn you that it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's a, not an easy environment. It's pretty, it's pretty smelly. And, um, and I'm going, okay, you know, no, that's, that's cool. Um, so I went and visited him, and, and he was in a little flat at the bottom of a house, you know, south side of the house in a basement, cold, and um, and went in and man, to talk about smelly. I'll tell you, let me tell you what what his story was. Is that um, he was just out um, in in Auckland City uh, one evening and just hanging out, having having you know having a night out, and there was some guys, some thugs really, that just started to you know call him all sorts of things, accusing him of being homosexual and and just throwing all these things and at him, and before you know it, it had escalated into um, these guys beating him up, and like beating him up, like and um, like multiple, just really violent um, in a, around around this area here. Okay, to the point where why this place was so smelly was that um, the valve for his urine wouldn't turn off anymore so he's we go and see him and he's sitting in this chair and he's sort of got a towel over his legs and he's got a bucket and you know sort of at the front of the seat and he's just got this bucket there yeah, no wonder it smells and uh and oh man and then he's um so he tells me the story you know and um you know my heart's just breaking for this guy and uh and the, he, and he's saying like they said that um they can operate and we can get this sorted out. Um, he says, but I have to be, I have to be clear from, from alcohol in my system for, I don't know, it was like sort of three weeks or something that, and, um, and he says, I just can't make three weeks because I just, I just can't live with the pain of this, what happened, the memories of what happened. I can't, and I just can't get three weeks without drinking just to numb, numb the pain. I'm going, Man. So we connected, and you know, we 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 started to um, um, you know work out picking him up and bringing him to church, and he'd, he'd have this sort of nappy thing on, I guess you'd call it, and and uh, while he was there, and um, and you know what, the church just just they were just there for him, you know, this guy that was in just a just one of the t- you know such a tough 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 time and such a tough season, so much pain physical, emotional, um, and, and just in the midst of that began to see how a community gathering around people and having him just open up his heart to God, actually seeing this guy start to step forward out of, out of despair really into, into, um, into healing and hope. And, um, and we journeyed him for him with him for a while and and you know and you know helped him move forward until he uh, until he moved on but but 
what do you do with that? What, what, just put yourself in that. So say you got the call. What do you do with that? Well, well you love them. That's what we're called to do. You're called to love them. You know, you, you hang out and you, you tolerate the smell and you, you, you pick them up and you bring them to church and you, you pray with them and, you know, you, you be empathetic. You mourn with those who mourn. That's what Paul's saying. That's what love is. You know, you rejoice with those who rejoice, but you mourn with those who mourn. You know? And, you know, one of the cool things about community is that you can lend people your hope. You can lend people your joy. And that, that is, that is that's, there's healing in that. There's healing in that. But, you know, love must have action. Love is not just this thing that we put on the wall and, you, yeah. You know, it's got to have action. We've got to play our part. And church, if you expect others to be the ones that act, and but not you, that's not love. No, it's not love. If you don't ever want to be outside of your comfort zone, then you're not going to be able to love people. Because love is about giving of ourselves for someone else. That's what love is. It's about, and the things I like, is you know, is comfortable for me, but when you have to do something for someone else, it's not that comfortable. Comfort is about us, and love is about others. Now, when you're in church, you can give a you can give an awesome prophecy for someone, you know, a message from God for someone. But if you're not loving people, it's just it's just nothing. Paul, he says that to the church in Corinth. He says, if you can prophesy but don't have love, you're just like a clanging cymbal, a noisy gong. What's that? It's just, well, it's not music. I'll tell you that. It's not music. He's saying it's not music. It's just noise. So God causes people to have a circle of concern beyond themselves. So we make sacrifices for each other in, in times of need. You know, we... We mourn with those who mourn. You know, it's, a, it's an incredible thing to cry with people. You know, and sometimes we can be a little reluctant when people are in pain or when people are grieving. It's, uh, um, you know, they're in a tough place and you're just going like, oh man, what do I, you know, what do I do? What do, what do I say? I don't know what to say. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to help, and it can be something that we can go. You know, I'm glad that they're part of a church because then some other people will take care of it because it's it's hard for us, but it's hard for all of us. You know, like, it's okay not to have the answers. You just sometimes it's one of the um um Jackie Pullinger, who many of you um may have heard of for her incredible ministry she does in Hong Kong with a lot of the drug addicts and uh, um, and there was this in, in one of the books that she wrote she talked about when her husband passed away and she talks about in this book with the, the, that she connected with John Mumford who was the uh, national director of the Vineyard Churches in the UK and she just said how helpful that was because John just sat with her and she, he said man I don't know what to say <laughs> I don't know I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know the answers. I don't. I don't know. 
And she just said, that was just so good. Just that he was just there and just saying, I don't know, you know, it's tough, you know, I feel your pains, you know, it's just tough. It's okay. I mean, Paul doesn't say, like, when people mourn, you know, go to them and give them some good advice and, you know, help find. He just says, just mourn with them. Just, just be, you know, when people are in pain and hurting, just, just, just be with them and go, man, you know, I'm hurting because you're hurting. One of, the, one of the nicest things that you can do for people. And you know, God is, God's love is perfect. And, but as, and as a church, he has called us to be the ones to help share his love with people, and we're not perfect. And he knows it, but it's the way he set it up. Mourn with those who mourn. Have you ever, um, just getting back to this whole thing of, of isolation. Have you ever hit your thumb with a hammer? Anyone ever hit their thumb with a hammer? Oh, there's a lot of pain. I'm sorry to bring it up again, but when I did this to my... It, oh, remember, about a year ago, holding this nail, and just like, you know, tapping's just not going in, so you get the mighty swing, and just like, right on my thumb, like, you know, like... Months, months of just not being able to like open kind of things with that hand and just like, but just picture this, you know, getting back to this body picture. Thumb, just been hit by a hammer held by the hand and the thumb's going like, I always knew that hand hated me. It's like that hand, it just kind of, you know, doesn't want to hang out that much. Every now and then, you know, a bit of clapping, but that's like pretty, you know. It just, that hand, you know, I, he did that on purpose, so for sure. And like, it's just, that's it. I'm done with that hand. I'm out of here. And thumb detaches and off it goes. Now, what does a thumb look like that's not attached to the body after a bit? What does it look like after about a week? It's just not the way it's meant to be. You, you only heal when you're attached to the body. You just shrivel up and die when, when you're not. And you might think, yeah, but I mean, for some of you, you might yeah, but it was a church that, that, that hurt me in the first place. It was a church that caused the pain. I mean, I hope it's not, but some of you may have it. But, but it still, God has still said the place where healing and, and health and love you'll, you know, is, is in the church, is, is with your church. It's the way God's designed it. And we're talking about doing life together. We're talking about hurt and pain. I'm just saying that it's the thing that we do together. We journey through this thing together. So, and one other thing before I sort of start, start landing this is that there's a lot of people here that have got a real heart to journey with, with others, a real heart. You know, just some of you have chosen careers that have, uh, that have done that. Um, I've just seen it in, in different situations that have, that have come up. And, you know, the thing is, is that we can't be part of your healing and be there for you if we don't know what's going on. You know, and Tiwis, we're pretty kind of keep things to ourselves a little, eh? That's the way we, we are. We're, we're like, wow, well, like to be a little self-contained. And, 
Uh, we'll sort it out. We'll be right. She'll be right. We'll, we'll work it out. But for you to just fully receive what the church has for you and in, in blessing you in this whole thing of what to do with pain, you know, there is a, has to come a point where you, where you share. You share what's happening. You might say, well, I don't, I don't know anyone. Well, get known. You know? There, you know, we talk a lot about life groups in, in, in church here, and you still think, oh, yeah, probably should go to one at some point, but you don't know when, when life's going to throw out its challenges at you. And when, when those challenges come, you're going to want those relationships. You're going to need those relationships. So don't, don't just think about those things as just like, oh, that's a good idea. You've got to get connected. You've got to get connected. If you're just, we're a very young church, and um, a lot of you have only been here for less than a year, and I know it takes a little while to get connected, but can I encourage you? It's like this is really, really smart just to know people so that in those times you can, you've got like some people around you that you can get together and go, and they can carry, carry and help you in those times. Let me just finish with this. Just a, just a couple of things, really. I know that you possibly, when you looked at the title, thinking like, oh, this will be good. It'll, it'll, I know what to do with my, um, this is going to help me with my pain. But a couple of things here, just, you know, when hurt comes, can I just throw this out? Two simple but profound words of wisdom is that first thing is, is to share it with God. You know, for those of you that maybe have read the Bible a little bit, there's this, you'll remember the story of Jesus when he was heading towards the home of his friend um, Lazarus and, uh, and Mary and Martha. And Lazarus was, was not well, and he was, he was doing ministry in, at different places, and he finally got there, and Mary comes out and goes, um, why did you take so long? You know, she knew that he, he was healing people. She said, Lazarus is dead. He died. You know what the uh, the scripture says that you know Jesus wept. You know, take your things to God. You know, he he loves you. He he will mourn with you. He enters into our suffering. Yeah, and you know, but the good thing is he also promises that there's gonna there's gonna be a day when there is no more suffering. There is no more suffering. But in, when hurt comes, share it with God. And the second thing is that share it with others. You know, your church, God has designed the church to be a place that helps people in their journey, helps people, you know, in their... And, uh, and moving from a place of hurt and pain and weakness to a place of, uh, of healing and, and recovery and, and, and strength. And then and out of that, then you're in a place to be able to help others in their time of mourning. You know, there's a that disease that's pretty much gone from the planet now, um, leprosy. And, uh, you know, people often think that leprosy is a disease where things just, you know, your body just sort of disintegrates. It's actually a nerve disease. And what happens is that because your nerves fail, when you get injured, your body doesn't know. And so you don't treat it. And so, you know, like an, if there's an infection, it doesn't hurt. And you don't really know. Or if you burnt your finger or if you cut yourself, you know, you, your body doesn't know that it's happening. And um, 
So when something, when the body doesn't know that there's something wrong, then the body doesn't try to heal it. The body doesn't put a bandage on it or doesn't get it, get it treated. Doesn't, and so it doesn't heal. So let's be a church that brings these things of challenge. And like I say, there's lots of ways that, that hurt and pain come. And, um, but this is the place that God has designed for healing and help to come. Let's be, and let's be, let's be a church that we go, okay, I will. I will bring these things and, and to maybe you know, some, some people that can that help me with this. But let's also be a church that is willing to step outside of our comfort zone. You know, when, when we hear about these things, that we can be a church of love because love is about others and about, um, about us playing our part to show love in the way that God intended. Okay? Okay. All right, why don't we stand together? You can come in, kids. It's good to see you if you want to. You can hang out there if you want, or you can come in. You know, what I would just like to do just to take a minute is um, I just felt God's nudging on this um, as we were worshiping. But um, I'm going to invite, I'm going to pray that God would just release revelation to us. And my expectation is that there is going to be some of you out here that God is going to drop some word of knowledge or word of encouragement or word of prophecy or of scripture into your heart for the church. And you might think, well, I'm not sure if it's going to be for the church or not. Well, you know, sometimes it's just because your heart starts pounding a little bit faster than normal and you, that's, a, that's sometimes a sign. But, but I'm just having this expectation that God's going to... Um, Want to use people just to just to speak, um, speak to us. So, so let's just let's just invite God to do that, and then I'll invite you to come up if you feel like you've got something that um, that is for everyone from God. So, so, God, we do just ask for you, you release your your spirit of wisdom and revelation to us, God, that you would. We talked earlier about how you know there's there are these gifts, there is there is these prophetic things, but that God, it's it's open to all of us, God. This 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 thing where you speak, God, to us for the benefit of others. So, God, I pray that you'll do that now. God, I pray for, for your release of your giftings, God, so that you would bless, you would bless your church this morning through speaking through others for us.